I'll I'll be more <laughs> addressed than the camera. I'll be, uh, I, but I've got to okay. I've got to uh, have that as a potential uh, recline. Just um, okay. yeah, Christ. Hello, folks. <laughs> <laughs> just some shenanigans there. Just sorting out Greg's posture before coming <laughs> live. Had a His set of balls in your face. <laughs> <laughs> should, should, did you want to be balls high like that? Is that what you were looking? <laughs> I was I was unable to attempt to Emma yeah. just like that. <laughs> yeah, you just you you're being considerate for fans. I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> should should any be here on a uh, sunny afternoon, which I hope yeah. in in uh, another mind that they're not. <laughs> yeah, well, Craig did post on as well. If you're watching this live, you're a cunt. You should be outside getting some fresh air. <laughs> I I don't apologize easily. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not asking you to. No, of course. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Speaking to the ether again, yeah. Billy. I yeah, I don't want. Wonderful, uh, always to interact with you because I know there's a, such a concurrence, a, a, a presumed concurrence. So if I speak over you, it's just because I assume you agree. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and I don't. Know, I expect it. So anyway, that's Thanks. all right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. So basically, folks, welcome to the show. It's Craig Campbell. Saturday afternoon. Um, I asked him when he was up for it. He gave me this time. I don't know what your time schedule is these days. Are you rocking and rolling at party? I can't. I can't believe. No, I. Uh, I. Th- think through reasons that have nothing to do with rock and roll i just get tired earlier like like kind of get caught out i don't know if you're the same but it's that british uh winter sun schedule you know where it's just like i say that like you know being from canada where there's a similar cycle of just like the depressive months and You know, you you, uh, you know, when it's been pitch dark since like quarter after three, and yeah. and you start to get that kind of like, <laughs> oh Christ, you know, I want to get into bed and and really like uh, try and get like an early one to shut down for, and then you're just like, it's six fifteen. <laughs> oh. but, but part of this depression through the winter and with the isolation, do you not think there's lockdown now? People are actually just, I find it myself, you're actually just not bothering to go outside more. You're just kind of used to this indoor fucking activity we have to kind of have to motivate myself now spring's coming let's get outside and get some fresh air but it's just a psychological warfare going on and people are generally yeah. shutting themselves in anyway just it's easy to stay away from it well um, I, I, I i've always considered myself somewhat external to the culture anyway so it's pretty common for me to like be uh active at off hours i like to keep like batman hours anyway right, yeah. and uh and I've also got, as you're aware, we were speaking briefly before that I've got the uh, operation recovery going on. So I'm yeah. sort of pushed out into just like uh, really boring exercise, like walking yeah. exercise, wow. right? So uh, uh, it's quite enjoyable when, especially as you're saying, with all of these uh, uh, COVID-related or policy, uh, uh, COVID policy-related adjustments to our lives that I also have that sort of gestation of, of let's just go see how dead it is or, right. let, you, you know, like, let's go. Like, do they have roadblocks up near the motorway or, you know, yeah. like, and choosing your route essentially to, you know, to see if the infrastructure is ablaze yet, which you're yeah. <laughs> like half, you know, half uh, fighting and half hoping, you know. The previous lockdown, apparently this is the same level of it, but I think there's much more people just saying fuck it and getting out there. Totally. I, I, I like to go out during daylight hours to affirm that as well, Billy. That's like, yeah, that's exactly what you want, you know, where where you go to the park and it's busy, 
and yeah. they're and they're not masked up. Yeah, and it just come on, and it has a sense of, even in interacting with strangers, which yeah. I obviously you know I like to, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, dog walkers and whatnot. There's almost like an explosion of their of their engagement socially. That's part of the protest of even being in the park without a mask on to begin with. It has yeah. it has that sense of like let's just pretend it's normal for a minute. Uh, exactly. Because yeah. most of us are past this. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm one of those guys, Billy. I, I count how many non-maskers there are at the, uh, at the grocery store and, like, try and keep that eye out, right? Yeah. I, I'll look for them, but I don't count many. It's pretty sad. No, no, I wasn't saying I counted high, Billy. It wasn't, <laughs> if you thought that was, like, right. me boldly stating how high I, I know. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm, I'm talking, like, one hand, you know, like yeah. not, and not needing the thumb. Totally. Yeah. That's, normally that's a month <laughs> and and actually I'd, I'd almost argue if we weren't talking like within the last two weeks i'd probably more uh eagerly or or aggressively be pointing out the pessimism that you also notice or i have noticed most recently more masked kids than i ever oh. saw before Aye. So it's not ju- not just a depressing, you know, yeah. masked count or maskless count, more depressingly, but just yeah. seeing like that people with masks are also muzzling the kids now more comfortably, and it's just ah, no. So hopefully, well, so hopefully, as you're talking about, maybe the sunshine will turn this thing around. Fuck knows. <laughs> no way. Of course, it won't. Um, yeah, insanely optimistic. Aye. I was in a supermarket the day, and you know, I did see a big line of folk all masked up. I just wanted to scream, "There's no fucking thing! It's a contagious yeah. virus! You fucking idiots!" <laughs> have you <laughs> seen? Have you seen? Sorry to interrupt. Have you seen people use that technique on certain videos in the states? I've seen. I've seen it, a couple. Yeah, of my, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see how you know it's it's uh, it's pretty effective if you want to get put into like a a, a wild animal sack and aye. and dragged aye. away in half a pickup, right? Like uh, you should. Well, in Canada the other day there. Was oh, the Canadian Tire guy got wrestled to the ground in, uh, yeah, for it's, not wearing a mask, right? Except for not wearing a mask, guy. Right? Yeah. On the uh, site you sent it to, they were saying something happened before, and then they came, he kind of caused a problem, and then they went to him, that's when the film started. Right, anyway. yeah. It, 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 it reeked of backstory. Right. Right. <laughs> to, yeah, to me, and you know, the only thing that didn't knock me off guard was that there was, as you see, another wonderful concurrence with Scotland. I say wonderful, just like culturally uh, regular, and I, not to take away from you know how despicable other parts of the UK, the still existing UK, can be, but Canada and Scotland definitely have in con, uh, common that it's totally not uncommon to see a fight anywhere, right. <laughs> like. It just doesn't like you have to remove the context of where you expect to see fights happening because it's just like there's like a dozen guys out of out of two dozen when they leave the house. They're just ready to go everything and anybody all the time in the moment. It's one of it's one of my favorite. And I'm sure you feel the same way or have found the same thing. I found like as you get older, you know, our look and especially our look as we get older, it just you're just for those kind of people, those kind of guys, you tend not to be on their radar. 
you know? Yeah, right, so, exactly. so like guys like you and I just drift through like Yoda <laughs> and there's just like, nobody's going to trash tray us or nothing. They, they think we know the owners, so, you know, whatever is going on in their heads, we're just not on that radar. But it's interesting when you, you know, whether it's at the side of a motorway or a highway in Canada or just like, you know, on the ice, obviously any sport setting, any sport, and and the other one, the other one that I like, and I think, you know, again, I think we have to talk about anywhere that the Brits have influence because it's it's something even that uh, that a, a friend of mine recently, a Russian actual, a Russian friend with great experience in the states, particularly in New York State, over a long period of time, he, it's something that he he brought up with me as a, also a similarly as a performer, long relationship with the uh, festival in Edinburgh, and he he made that point to me that like the first thing he saw when he went to Scotland was just like people just brawling everywhere, just in front of. <laughs> and outside of you know in in restaurants and in malls and just like you know that sort of uh he was he was making note of it because as we have to agree and i marveled it the other day on one of my crazy walks that you asked about where you just realize holy cripes they've stopped the brits from drinking it's just like wow wow like a russian and a canadian talking about like how can that have happened holy you know because it's such a large part of this i'm explaining something that's self-evident but but particularly to scotland and canada you just you know as as the conversation started with the canadian tire which, uh, the, the British culture is quite a drinking culture, and you know there's quite a lot of English jobs as well. Kind of. I, I was going to say I, you have to give it to them, right? <laughs> like, hey, you might get stabbed here too. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah, totally. Or Wales, or yeah, fuck, you, you, you name it. But I, do, I think though the Australia, like in the past, I think there was more of that kind of spirit of you know let's have a go. I think you know the. The testosterone's been reduced, and fucking the reason we're all going along with this is we've lost that kind of brave heart, fuck yeah. you attitude. You know, die where you stand. Aye. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say, I say that the changes happened with melancholy, Billy. I, re- I really do. You know, like it's, it's sort of a you, as you say, a double-edged sword, right? It's, um, it's, well, it's, it's an interesting component to have that testosterone rolling through your yeah, society all the time. But it's, but it's also something, you know, when you're on the wrong end of it, obviously, it's, uh, it's not yeah. community-oriented, is it? You know. Well, the. the- Directing it at the wrong people, basically, you know, fighting amongst themselves instead of, you know, they're always obeying authority. So, sure, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like sometimes there's the righteous fight. I think that's the one you're yeah. talking about, which absolutely, yeah. I, you know, I, I think is uh, is strong to to have in any culture. It's so, you know, I mean, I, lo- I love the hero ethic. I love that hero ethic, Billy. I love, like, people ask, you know, who my favorite hero ever was, and it's Larry Skutnik. If you know Larry Skutnik, it's just, like, from my mid-teens, maybe, like, just on the cusp of childhoods in, uh, childhood into teens, when the, uh, when the jet in Washington, D.C., went back in the days when they weren't as uh, knowledgeable in icing conditions and didn't have as many de-icing, you know, machines or, or procedures 
winters at, at certain, especially American, almost southern airports or not predominantly cold winter airports. And they took off with a lot of ice on the wings and the cowlings of the engines and clipped a bridge and went into the Potomac River. And they're just like, carnage, Billy! Billy is carnage! Like, like sheared off the top of cars into the bridge, into the icy water that's just got like ice flowing around. And Larry Skutnik, either on his way or back from work, Billy, man, he just like at the side of the uh, of the river and the ice had only been broken up because of the impact of the plane. So it wasn't even like there was a channel of open water in the middle. It was only there because of the, the collision. Right. And there's right. just like, you know, flotsam and jetsam and people hanging off of a, uh, a helicopter. Uh, so imagine, you know, that setting where the helicopter landing in like below zero water chill and and you know just it's it's madness and carnage and uh and a um one of i think only six survivors the uh um uh air hostess had two or three times i kid you not billy tried to hold on to the ring from the rescue helicopter and and just you could see from the weight of lack of you know life left in her to fight uh, just falling back into an icy river with ice all over the place billy and then larry scutnik out of nowhere <laughs> puts down the briefcase next to he breaks out of a crowd of like professional rescue people including firemen billy right there's like <laughs> firemen standing there in their boots wondering what to do next and and there's no question Question in Larry's mind, what's going to happen next? Just boom! I'll watch that a thousand times a year just to give myself inspiration. Sometimes just watching him chop through the water, just <laughs> boom into the channel that's open because of the collision of the plane, and just ka 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 ka, and rescues the woman single-handedly, brings her back into like the you know the uh, to life to give her life. That to me is like uh, that's the fight that you want in your society. You know, that's, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's the power. Yeah, totally. Just like I, I, uh, I love that, Larry Skutnik. Is that on YouTube or something? Oh, goodness. Yeah. From 35 different angles. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. With backstories. Okay. And, and he was one of the most wonderful. Maybe you appreciate it. I'm sure you will out of, uh, uh, out of those like, you know, made, made out of nowhere celebrity statuses that happened overnight. He was truly one of like the first, one of the early reality stars that was literally, you can imagine, Billy, he's just like, he's Larry Skutnik. It's the next day. He's like, what's the next day? I don't know, Tuesday or something. He's just like, he's at home cracking a brew. You know, it's just like, you got Oprah Winfrey. Like, like every, you know, people knocking on the doors. And he was truly, interestingly, just bowled over, just had no idea what it happened to like turn his life into this you know a spectacle as it were as yeah. as they're able to so it was wonderful as well just to see this totally honest guy's like yeah well, you know, what would you do you know clearly uh, gonna die and, <laughs> and just, just to see the innocence just continually manifested in his behavior right like do uh, do, do the right thing you know put your stuff into the dry cleaner and then start work tomorrow right <laughs> Just like oh, and suddenly he's you know on Donahue and all the the um the the leapfrogs to being a personality. It's just uh and I, I just wonderful, just a wonderful story. I won't go on about it. We've only got so much time. I can remember Billy Conley. I think he was on either Letterman or Conan O'Brien or something like that. And he says, you know, he would love to know what kind of person he would be in that situation if you seen a dying child, you know. And he'd probably be standing aside, looking at it, saying, "Well, don't just stand there. Somebody do something." <laughs> totally a cheerleader. A cheerleader. Somebody be a hero here. Totally. <laughs>
<laughs> didn't he have that wonderful? I hope you can remember it because I can only remember smattering bits of it. But didn't he have that uh, that uh, uh, like exposition story of the person I think that fell out of an airplane, frozen into like I think was brought in perhaps into the infirmary in in Edinburgh was the point of view of the story. But like you know, I don't think at that point they knew that the person who they just found someone in a yard frozen solid, right? They didn't right. exactly know. With that they had come out of the hold of an airplane at that point. They had like done the uh, tra- just like, why is there a frozen man here <laughs> at the barbecue? And uh, yeah, but I, I know that Billy had just like a wonderful um, t- uh, takedown from the point of view, I think, of the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Infirmary, which, which you can only imagine from uh, to a Canadian's ear. You know, uh, this is back in the back in the day when I was less familiar, but just even even here in Infirmary. It's just like, we just, that of, uh, you know, top 100 things you'll never hear on a street in Canada, please. Like, 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 you know, people would just look at you like you're, you're choking on a chicken bone or something. There's no, there's no way they would think it's a word for any, anything. Yeah. <laughs> lots of Polish guys in my, word, in my work, and sometimes I'm talking to Scottish and I have to think, uh, hold on, do you understand that word? And quite often yeah. they'll be, no. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I thought with Polish guys, they'd say like, a, that's the only one I do understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I live here. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can imagine I can uh, imagine the opposite. Mm. A crazy, another crazy quick one, but I always got to give you like the, the, the perspective of like, the uniqueness, I think, of where I grew up, just on the fringes of Calgary, the outskirts of Calgary, beautiful, just like like the luck of of middle class, right? You just on the uh, a decent house with almost nothing behind it, and then get to Indian reservation, and then military. Uh, uh, reserve of, of a degree and then you're like looking at the panorama of the Rocky Mountains right like just like luck, just <laughs> lucky as like you know fate of life right played every card after that horribly and badly but that's like not, nothing on like how things started quite favorably right neighbors roll in uh, from from Poland when I'm again like sort of uh, late child early teens and uh, Walter, uh, the Polish fellow with his uh, family of four, is in the uh, concrete business in Calgary to some you know, uh, degree to, uh, of uh, management to some degree. To influence to have, like, as happens, a barn raising party or as in this case, like a, uh, a backyard excavating party of, uh, they might, I don't even know if they were other Polish guys. They might've just been guys that worked at the plant with him, right? Like, I don't know exactly what the connection was, but there was a lot of volunteer action. And uh, I still remember I was wearing my, uh, my, um, uh, my, my yellow, uh, uh, like basketball boots. So again, just like another indication of just like hockey in the winter, basketball in the fringe seasons, you know, lots of expensive equipment, volleyball stuff, you know, just like like the middle class dream as it lays itself out. So just like literally skipping down to the bins to take out some garbage. I interact with Walter, our neighbor from Warsaw, who's just like moved over. And the back of the house is just like, like a, a pillbox on several different levels. 
And uh, and I I just I don't even know. Maybe I was that inquisitive back then, Billy. I don't remember exactly how I engaged it to even find out. But somehow, in like the the very limited conversation be, between like a a big old foreign man and uh-huh. uh, and a skipping like young Canadian teen, right? Like a tiny a bit of a weird interface. And I just said like, you know, what do you you know what's going on here? What do you what have you built? What are you building? We are building a bomb shelter <laughs> because the Russians are coming. <laughs> He's just quite well informed. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, Walter. Okay, I'm gonna go. To, I'm going. I'm, going to, I'm taking the garbage down here, and then I'm going to basketball. <laughs> holy, holy, living Christ! Right, like that was uh, for me. Just one of those, like holy. Wow! Just adamant, adamant, Billy. Prepare thyself. The Russians are coming. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's made a bit late, but he's quite on the ball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, on the nose. He was early. He was early. Really. Uh, totally, totally. Yeah, that's what. That's the little weird interface of Canada going on. So. I'm always I'm always shocked when you know you're interacting with Polish guys here and it's just like a a completely different uh, tier of of tourism right like like Canada has Polish people that were getting away from Nazis and Bolsheviks right yeah. like people that you know just wanted like away just away you know it, it's it's uh, it's great when you do see those um you know, I, I don't want to take away from other uh, immigrant inspirations, but like the vir- the virtuous ones. No, the ones that just, I'm just trying to get away from assholes here. <laughs> it's like Jesus. But that's what that's what we're doing to this day. Bolsheviks and fucking Nazis and oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, still the fucking in the middle with you. <laughs> totally, totally. Bolsheviks on one side, Nazis on the right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh-huh. Here we are stuck with Boris and Nicola. It's funny as well, though, don't you find, Billy, when you take that stand or take that, you know, that direction, like you and I have few friends in that regard, you know, like when you take those sort of decide not to be team oriented, you you know, you find there's no team to help you either, right? So you're just like, I'm presuming now, I don't, you know, I don't know how I interpret it. And uh, it turns out they weren't the group that you thought they were, and it wasn't the old brothers together. It's basically every man for himself. Yeah, so I, I missed the beginning of what you said. But I have I had a few times in my life, you think you've got a band of brothers or whatever, and then oh. life moves on and things happen and turns out the one day, you know. Wow. That's you thought. I think I'm through that watershed moment now. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I recognize that place, but at the same time, I just, um, I feel like in many ways, this entire, you know, uh, crises or whatever, you, however you want to describe incident, um, has, has in many ways consolidated and, uh, and distilled, you know, long running friendships, but has re like affirmed the those uh, the depth of those friendships in a very very abstract way I can say and and similarly probably to yourself like ourselves uh, uh, new engagements of like minded people that you never yeah. would have dreamt of you know two years yeah, it's ago been good for that. five years yeah it's been good for that so yeah. you know thank it unfortunately was necessary to uh, you know to to clarify what 
what people's um, politics are to get down to the you know the bare bones of it, especially as they overlap your and my lives. Yeah, well, they want to impose a fucking chemical substance in you against your own will. Which that's Im- imposed. That's it. The imposed bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, I didn't know that you were an imposer. Oh, right. Okay. That's really good to know, right? I'll, like, back, I'll back off. I was living, let live. I yeah. remain so. So impose away. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, just, yeah. Just in the bombshell there, I've got some somebody who's quite well informed, shall we say, yeah. and they're talking to me about, they're basically stocked up in food for a year. They've got am, right. ammo and shit like that, and they're like mega mega prepared to believe yeah. Western civilization is about sure. to fall. Yeah. And, uh, have you got anything in plan in place? Do you have those ideas? I think that would be, would be wise. No, I, I do have quite a chunk of experience with that. And it's often people's uh, inaccurate impression of me. I've learned through, you know, the years, uh, that prepper sort of mentality. I, I, I to a degree, uh, believe fully in being like prepared in the moment. Like you'd probably, you'd probably find my vehicles are outfitted for more um, uh, uh, unseen eventualities than your than your average British vehicle in any right. season. I, I would I would think you'd find it quite comical <laughs> to the degree that I'm like yeah, ready ready to, to take it to the foot. Yeah, um, I I actually just recently had a Norwegian friend re chiding me of uh, the amount of climbing rope I brought with me on a cross-country adventure that I did with with him several uh, winters ago. So I was still pretty, you know, um, uh, impressed with that that sort of uh, background of what what I've learned to do. You never know when you're going to need 40, uh, 80 feet of good rope, you know, ever. Uh, But... um, but I also, through those insights, have have over the years, as aggregate even, uh, beyond my first like real explorations into it, have recognized, realized sort of what uh, what is necessary to to be self sufficient in in terms of like a potential breakdown of society or crisis of that nature, and and unfortunately that knowledge has brought me far too deeply into the realization of um, the necessity really of they talk about. In fact, the last time I even thought about it, Billy, they were talking in the neighborhood of like. 30 to 35, if it absolutely went Mad Max, if it's escaped from New York, you know, that sort of uh, red dawn (laughs) sort of thing going on, uh, you know, if it goes Hunger Games, essentially, the sense is that you would need in the neighborhood of like at least 30, but probably closer to 40, as you're talking about, like really tight people that you entirely concur with and have 100% trust of, and each of you has almost uh, militarily-minded, like, a rotation of your uh, roles in keeping keeping that many people who, as well, Billy, I'm sure you've leapt ahead if people, you know, on the odd chance that they're listening to my rambling would would, uh, also have assumed or taken on board, they also have to be armed. And in these cases, they're recommending, you know, sort of a 22 caliber, well-targeted, this is for defense and for like hunting purposes. 
because, because essentially in any breakdown like that, you're almost immediately, and they're talking like, you know, no more than a week, but sometimes only, you know, 72 hours after grocery stores don't have food on the shelves. You're, you're into a situation where you're going to be, you know, like we've seen recently in, uh, um, for example, like uh, like the L.A. riots, for example, when you get into a scenario where the emergency services not only are not coming, but they're pronouncing that they are not coming through the emergency <laughs> broadcast system. Right. So there's that realization immediately right away, like no matter what. The police aren't coming to help you. The firemen are not coming to help you. There is no medical service at all in your <laughs> your you know community. You have to know almost like what happened just recently in Texas. So there's there's that uh, uh, realization that you'll need thirty to forty people armed, not heavily but capably, with yeah. with strategic uh, you know uh, impetus to be to be able to even defend the food that you'll need regularly. <laughs> right. So and this again, like when people place upon me that like I have a prepper instinct or whatever, it's like I, I do 100 percent and, you know, for whatever it's worth, uh, you know, have, have taken pride in whether it's through fishing or tying flies when I was younger, you know, knowing knots and having capabilities in those regards. Yeah. How to, Jump know, like I've, <laughs> I've done I've done so, uh, maybe inspired by Larry Skutnik. I've yes. I've uh, I've done swift water rescue courses, for example. So I'm aware, you know, how to set up zip lines and use mechanical advantage, these types of like tools that would uh, be really handy in those scenarios. I yeah. also know that as a singular person, just yeah. thinking that you're going to have like your holy, holy shit bag, if I can say that on air and, can, and, uh, and be <laughs> able to, you know, uh, fend for yourself for any length of time before, before you are in a puddle of your own piss and blood without <laughs> your holy shit bag. <laughs> that's, that's, there's lots of groups of 30 and 40 really well armed well you know capably acting as a team people will will take your things from you and as we've seen you know, you know. historically uh, uh, I was talking the other day with friends about uh, the first if you're aware of it Franklin expedition in Canada not the second one where they also lost great life but the first one these types of things quite quickly uh, distill themselves down to cannibalism. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately like, so, yeah. you know, chickens and rabbits, you need 30, 40 <laughs> friends. Yeah. You, you've all got to have, you know, hopefully uh, fiberglass stocked 22 caliber, uh, like target rifles would be what you're looking for. Something really durable and uh, axes, hatchets and, um, you it's know, too good, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. and 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 outside of that, you know, you probably are aware of the uh, the industry that's gone just like skyrocketing in these last few years is uh, is bomb shelter sales, Billy. Right, so. Really? So just massive, you know, there, there's now just like, you know, pods that are, are, you know, 30, 40 seaters and all, you know, all the provisions are within them. And they just they just drop them in your yard where your pool used to be or, oh, or yeah. as you're finding many of the ultra rich going to places like Canada or New Zealand, quite specifically, and having like private airstrips where these things exist. And that's, oh, yeah. you know, unfortunately for the rest of us, what, um, you know, what uh, uh, we're, we're going to be food. Uh, I, so, I, I think, I presume. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, you do your show, the Apocalypse TV on Iconic. Mm. 
and uh, you get guests on there talk about these issues, but you're very much of it. You're just doing this for historical purposes or for putting it, you know, just to say you've done the right thing or to have your voice there for your own conscience, but you've got no real great hope in totally. things, uh, humanity pulling ourselves together. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I just, I wish I could turn a corner with it, Billy, you know, in terms of like my optimism. Uh, I, I wish I wasn't such a Debbie Downer, you know? <laughs> but it's, it's just like odds are, you know, the situation right. is such that we're just, you know, you gloss over what we've just rattled back and forth. Now there's just not a lot of hope on the horizon. And, and, um, and it's, it, you know, in terms of even like people who are like-minded, having a voice. If, if you just even for a moment think of how many people are just not on social media, when you, do you ever have those moments where you just like have a momentary reflection of like, well, I haven't heard from that person. And, and then just think, oh my goodness, they've just been like surreptitiously removed from the public right. conversation. Yeah. And, uh, and nine times out of 10, there are people who we, you know, enjoy having a drink or a smoke with. Right. And that, it's just, Nine times yeah. out of ten, you concurred to a degree with the openness of their mind, if not directly with their politics, and and you know that's pessimistic in itself. Sorry, sorry to talk over you again, but I have to make mention as well. But you get encouraged, like okay, I'm on Gab as well. I'm also on Parler, right? You know, I'm also on Telegram, and these things they look like they're like a panacea for the issue, right? People celebrate them as like, yeah, you know, I can say whatever I want in Telegram, but it's just like the more that they partition us, the more that they, you know, compartmentalize a dissent and and yeah. and put it into you know shelve it and put it in different locations and have less interface because you're not allowed to share your youtube with this or you're not allowed to you know share your bit shoot on that or you know right. these these like uh executive decisions you see australians not able to look at news Like optimism, there. There's no, you know, you know there, there's no winning it's going on. Disgraceful. These platforms are supposed to be. They've just become publishers, and the, the fact that they're censoring people, and we're still actually using it, is disgraceful. We, you know, as soon as it starts getting censored, I know it's an easy thing to say. We should all just jump on mass and forget and tell me fuck off. Yes, but of people course. are too ingrained in it. You know, they get you ingrained and depending on it. And Abs I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That it, it's, um, it, it's. Yeah, it's just it, it's disgusting to to uh, because I was about to argue that it's not even it is those platforms making those moves. But you and I both know it's fighting the people who who just think that's OK, that they don't like recognize that they are, you know, are not a publisher. or That's not their you know legal relationship with their broadcasting authorities, for example. But that's not like a problem for most people. It kind of falls into that, uh, you know, you're not doing nothing wrong. Why do you care whether or not the NSA is like looking up your arse with a microscope? You know, why, why don't you want to give your DNA when you're on the phone? Hey, you know, just like we just are constantly unbelievably. In fact, if I deal with any dissension in my in my life, essentially, but social media feedback wise, it's just that type of attitude. People that literally just have no problem empowering runaway hyper over authority systems just have no trouble with it. Just like 
High yep. fives all around. And that to me, that's the bigger battle, right? Like you and I both know that's that those are the people that can't wait to get their vaccine passport so they can be a, on a beach in Greece again, like maybe by this yeah. summer. That's that's, that's who we're fighting. We're not we're not fighting Zuckerberg, <laughs> right? Yeah. Zucker, Zuckerberg's just the authoritarian imbecile who's been presented as the, you know, the the figurehead of a criminal you know, a uh, construct of, of American deep state, right? Like that's, that's all he is. But what we're fighting is people who like don't care about that in terms of uh, what their overreach is. And their overreach is like canceling people like ours, ourselves, we'll, we'll very cancel likely culture. be canceled before you know it. Cancel culture or the idea that like cancel culture is okay. I'm curious, I haven't looked that deeply into it, but Jim Corr, Irish musician and activist has just right. uh, filed yeah. legal suit, I believe, against Twitter for removing right. his page. So it's interesting right. to see where these, like, actual, you know, legal potential uh, precedences head to. I'm, I'm always curious about that, but, um, you know, yeah, they own the legal world, so basically, it's in favour for them. They'll probably get one or two successes, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. well, well, and and so, sorry again to interrupt, Billy, but it immediately just takes me into that sense that I'm also in the depressive place of where I'm really looking deeply into and believing the the theory behind. If you've heard of revelation of method, you recognize, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so now I just like any sort of small positives, I just <laughs> immediately just chop them down right away because it's probably limited hangout because of course they have to reveal these things because people, as you're talking about, should be up in arms. I'm, I think actually, yeah. well, they found it out, didn't they, when they revealed the method that their their presumption that they wouldn't be able to get away with locking the Brits down because it was inspired by China, right? They just like, yeah. remember when they declared right. that? And that that was even, even for like the authoritarians in charge, they're like, I can't believe they're not burning shit down. So it's just like, you know, they seem to be reacting to what we'll tolerate and accept, which is just like a gross amount of overreach all the time. And uh, and there's just nothing to be, you know, anytime that there's a, a slight um, glimmer of hope, like we're talking about a, a court case potentially coming in our favor or, or point, you know, or, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, you know, like it, it's on the radar for 42 seconds and then just, ding, just like flies out of the room like a ricochet from a trench. And you're just like, okay, that's, and uh, you know, what's the, expression the memory hole bang there you know like you and i you know a few of our friends you know late night conversations are like we you remember you remember that <laughs> you remember when that happened you know just like yeah yeah where'd that go i'm like who cares it doesn't matter anymore it's just like as well i'm sure well, the comedy scene the whole comedy fucking scene's going on <laughs> Well, they, and people celebrated the reasons that that it destroyed the industry right like you know partook in the mask in the in the, in the mask ceremony and the ritual, and at yeah. the same time, we're complaining that their clubs were closed. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know, and I was about to say as well the uh, the expression that I'm I'm sure you use as, as well that um, post truth. Right. So like, you know, it's so long ago now that I just realized, like, it doesn't matter what's true anymore. You and I both know it just doesn't doesn't matter how our conversation started before we were on air. Right. You know, when you when you hear when you're debating somebody, 
you just know what they're going to bring up as a, to deride you. You know, if it's if, if it's not going to be uh, you know flat Earth, if it's not going to be you know like PizzaGate, whatever. You know, if if it's anything to do with vaccines, immediately they'll get into polio. Everybody would be dead from polio. And and how does the one? Explain smallpox then. <laughs> I ask thee. I ask thee. How then was smallpox eradicated? <laughs> you know, and then Mr. All the millions of scientists can't be wrong. Yeah, and and uh, you know, before you know it, that leapfrogs into Wakefield. Of course, you know they're just ah. Oh, if I I actually I couldn't believe I didn't record it, Billy, but I listened to a doctor in the NHS in argument of vaccine hesitancy in a conversation we were having uh just said if if i i, I can't believe i i've told this story twice in my life maybe billy it's a weird one to bring back but i'm just like thrown by how insane it was even recalling it now but just like to have an nhs doctor i still remember exactly where he was sitting and exactly what position he was in and i was like looking past him out his own window a really really nice bit of like rural suffolk quite quite a, a like a, a nice area nice place and he just said if i saw that dr wakefield crossing a road i'd accelerate and run him over <laughs> That's quality. <laughs> That's how insane these pricks are, right? That's how, you know, just like, wow. And it's just that sense that, like, you think that I'm vaccine hesitant because of, like, one doctor and, like, right. the, the, you know, the avalanche, the myriad, the wall of, like, the slightest investigating leads you to be aware of. You know, it's just, it's quite incredible. It's incredible that... That they just, you know, immediately go to the same, you know, playing the same tune. Anti-vaxxer. Oh, well, of course. That's, you know, <laughs> proudly. I'm an anti-poisoner. Yeah, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> like, Aye. no, you know, like... <laughs> yes, it's just after um, you know uh, the the lack of responsibility on their part and their comfort with it. You know, when you try and get into okay, you know, if uh, if we go forward with this procedure, what is your responsibility in any potential uh, adverse outcomes? And you're just at a wall immediately, right? right so, right. so there's just like nothing left to talk about. It's like okay, no thanks. <laughs> right? Like I don't want to buy that car. <laughs> that's, that's okay like uh, you know nice to meet you and then uh, you know suddenly things like uh, like wakefield are coming out of nowhere you're like wowee your presumption that you would know the reasoning behind my reticence is just like as galling as your lack of recognition of it as any uh any um uh, legitimate conversation because that's of course what you and i both know that is right it's to shut down conversation yeah right? yeah yeah you're well, now a thing in a box. Well, they're, they're incapable of having the conversation. Of course. So that's why they need to shut it down. Of course. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, touche. Well well noted. Absolutely. Another thing is, uh, I, watched, I seen a meme the other day, something about like how, how all these movies, the horror yeah. movies and stuff, we get that fight or flight response and we don't act on it. But that's actually training us for right now. We should all be in that response mode for what's happening. But we've been trained with the movie just to kind of watch it. So we're just watching it on the news, sitting here, and we're not actually properly responding to the threat at the door kind of thing because the horror movies and that have trained us to tolerate the tension, you know? 
Yeah, that um, stunned into indecision, I like to call it. <laughs> Which, uh, I, you know, I might not look like it, but I also um, come from a piloting background. And something that's really uh, uh, relevant in that world is, um, and you see it sometimes now just in memes, but not related to aviation, but it's, it's always something that's regarded in aviation circles, is uh, indecision is a decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like don't don't think that like sitting there with your mouth agape to what's like going on and you deciding to not react within that setting yeah. is isn't a decision. You know, so, people yeah. people <laughs> I don't want to decide. No, it's like, it. oh you have. You <laughs> very much have made a decision. Well that was and, the thing we talked yeah. about the ninety sorry, the ninety nine percent and against the one percent. We're the one percent because the ninety eight percent are on their side with their indecision and they're acted supporting them, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm undecided. <laughs> I'm not sure. Absolutely, yeah. Nice to, nice to so support on their side by going along with it, you know. So as you said earlier, we're fighting them. They are the ninety nine percent. <laughs> I, I have to I have to interject and argue for the ones that I'm aware of, even in the last couple of weeks, Billy, where um, the, the people who are like waiting for the right moment to show that they don't agree. Right? Like, like, like the people that are only now a year later starting to, you know, you know, if the Daily Mail thinks they might have counted them deaths wrong. <laughs> I, I might have to get involved civically, honey. You know, just like uh, and and yeah. that there's any expectation that you know we need to we need to celebrate these people who are waking up. You know, it's just like if you're if you're in such a deep dense coma that like you know it takes a, a, something as I've just mentioned to bring you out of it. There's just you know another reason to be pessimistic, Billy, which is why I am because it's, <laughs> it's just beyond you know. It, it's it's beyond fathoming the the level of ridiculousness of, of being along for the ride already. But sorry, I interrupted you to mention the people that are like uh, like this isn't the fight to have. Not now. Right. We gotta we gotta lay low for a few minutes. <laughs> you know, just like what? Like you see these kind of revelations in social media posts of uh, of of you know you know you can't die on every hill. We gotta we got we gotta wait until all of our glasses are on a table and we're headed to the secret door. It's just like <laughs> you know? just like Q's trust the plan. You know, it is it is that way, which which funnily enough is um, is also uh, officially undermined by I think it was probably maybe maybe even the mid 80s when I was aware of it through just like the children missing on the sides of milk carton campaigns that were going on. that That's another thing, Billy, we've never gone down that rabbit hole, but like as a child and as a teenager for whatever it's become in like the public consciousness. Now I, I come from like ground zero serial killer fucking central, right? Like, like Western North America, close to Seattle, you know, green river area, a, a little bit of Ted Bundy in there. We had at the time of my teen years, like seminal, very famous uh, Canadian, you know, if you're not aware, Canada punches way above its weight in serial killers also. Okay. So, yeah, there's, there's that like, you know, kind of I'm, I'm already in that mind traumatized. But back in those days, in my early like teen years of being traumatized by very real news about very real missing persons, they even back then, I think it was the FBI that, that made it really clear Really clear. Never forgot this as long as I live, Billy. 
never go to the second location. Okay. What's Fight where you stand. Okay. Fight in the mall. Fight <laughs> in the parking lot like your life depends on it because it does. Nobody who goes to the second location gets out alive. It's just like a film at that point, right? Like as soon as they have the the setting of of uh, uninterrupted or their control, the ones, and it's not to say like, I mean, there are like escapes and you and I both know they happen. There are those, you know, the ones that happen in, uh, in Milwaukee, for example, where the uh, Milwaukee police brought the young lad, the boy with the bleeding asshole back to Mr. Dahmer. Okay. Returned the escapee, right? <laughs> like good. there's also those things that have you know happened, but they're just in the most infinitesimal numbers of that world. So, so you know, I I don't know if I'm like adopting that in my social media life now, Billy. But like, there's no tomorrow for me, right? Like <laughs> we're fighting for the very live survival of ourselves and our children and our futures right now, absolutely a hundred percent against like as you and I, again, both know there's very little that we can do. You know, when I, when I like even listen to people more pessimistic than me, Billy, when I listen to the, the people that like, I even concur with more even than my own thoughts, but they're just like, it's sewn up. It's so, what are you going to do? They're listening to us now. They're they can play us back. They can speed us up and, and reverse us in real time. Right? Like there's yeah. nowhere that we can be that's any potential for clandestine behavior, right? Which is, I, I again have to dovetail this into the conspiracy that I believe is true, is exactly why they don't want us in pubs. They definitely don't want us in social settings oh, where no, we no. can confluence with each other and <laughs> see the ridiculousness of this scenario. And, and <laughs> sorry, I, I do all the talking, Billy. No, but it's cool. You're happy. I'm happy to, for you to talk. It's nice. like, but they like, like to split us up with a... Totally. It's a plastic in the fucking cash totally. thing in this team. It's completely insane, you know? There's no logic or reason behind and, it and, at and all. Even, and even most recently, they started to do the same things in grocery stores, Billy, right? Like taking away the social setting of the pub is one thing. Yeah. That, you know, that uh, that conduit for community, whatever you think of yeah. it, one way or the other. But the mm -hmm. fact that they then specifically addressed being social in grocery stores or settings of that nature was no longer acceptable to the diktats of these lunatics, <laughs> right? Which who are still pushing it before we get even more technical into the PCR test fraud or still, 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 you know, leveraging their policies on a crime still. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and are now like dictating whether or not your left shoe should be tied on a Tuesday. This, I have to reiterate that every time I'm in front of a camera and, and microphone, I have to state Billy that for me, the big thing is parsing particulars with tyrants. Don't do it. You can't get into, like, as soon as you know somebody is, like, en masse killing the elderly with their policies on a, on a triplicate effort, right? Like, they can't claim they don't know the deaths they were causing anymore. They, they are. They're, they're, there are other scientists who 100%, like, you know, present that, that alternative theory to the reality we're all looking at, right? So, so that you're dealing with people who are already showing themselves to be, to be so bereft of morality and ethics, yet you're listening to when they think you should visit your parents. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. It's madness! <laughs> it's like as soon as you get into person, they, you can't have your right 
rights taken away by them. You cannot have your liberties taken away by these people. If it goes to court and you were going to visit your mom, you're going to win. It will be thrown out. It's the last thing that the courts want is a representation of them being like feudal bullies, which is what they are. Right. You know, it's just but it's madness that people just decide to keep engaging. It's part of that engagement process. Right. You give them legitimacy to sit and listen to what their press conference is all about. Because the cameras are there and fucking filming them doesn't mean they say we need to switch it on and fucking listen to it. It doesn't mean that it's not a crime. Just because it's in plain view, revelation of the method doesn't doesn't mean that it's not like later going to be used in court. You know, <laughs> well, I've got. I lost a tooth because I wouldn't go to the dentist and fucking put a mask on. So they yeah. said I couldn't go. I ended up putting them on notice, saying that you can't stop me from going. My tooth fell out. In the meantime, I've sent them three notices. I'm, I've got a response from head people in the NHS. I spoke to two of them on the phone, wow. and both of them, because I went on a rant, and both of them said, "I agree with what you're saying. There's so, only so much I can say," but they're basically. Admitting they didn't, they knew there was no such thing as a contagious virus. The, the guy actually had practically admitting they were committing genocide. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> right. they are. Because they this are. Guy, this yeah. guy was like, trying to shut me down. I fucking bammed him for fifteen minutes or so. At the end, of it, he's like, "I feel your passion. <laughs> I'm going to go and talk. I'm going to go and talk in a, a meeting, and I'll send you an email back." <laughs> I got that email yesterday. I was sorry, I never got back to you. Uh, in fact, I could read it, but basically, it's, yeah. it's basically saying. You're right, you're fucking right, but we have to do this to protect the common good for COVID or whatever. And it's complete in our, you know, he has to be the official thing, but it's kind of, you can read them between the lines that he's not happy to do it. So I'm going to put him back on notice and send him a more info about why I'm right and how they're fucking criminals. And personal responsibility in that policy. When you put them on notice, I've got another one back. I'm fighting the bus lane fine as well. I don't know if you know much about Article 61. We never talked about it the last time. No, I don't know much about bus lane fines, I can assure you. I, I'm, I'm saying, here's like, it's practical lawful dissent. If you okay, need yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So that, once you're standing under Article 61, oh, you, yes. Carry, okay. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you carry this card. Yeah. And basically, you're standing outside of your birth certificate. And you're telling them that they don't have any control over you anymore. So these are the letters I've sent to like the courts and the police, putting them on notice and giving evidence of the treason from Edward Heath government and how basically the government. Let, let, yeah, you want to look, no, but you want to look into this because since 2001, yeah, uh, March the 23rd, yeah, just uh, coming up soon. But basically. Yeah. This was invoked, Article 61, and it's a security clause in the Magna Carta, which means if the government was ever proven treasonous, yes. which they have, yeah. the barons invoked this Article 61, and that's now basically the only constitutional law in effect. All acts and statutes from all governments are not have any power behind them. It's only because they control the legal system and through a birth certificate. But when you stand under Article 61, you come outside of that, and they can't you know, shut your business down. They can't force you to wear a mask. And basically, I was telling my boss about that at work as well, and he disregarded that. I should put him on notice, but I'm just playing it cagey now because I'm outside without a mask. Because <laughs> it's your work. <laughs> well, I'm outside without a mask, and I'm the only one doing that. All the rest are masked up. So Wow. So you're kind of getting uh, some leeway. 
Yeah, but I was actually trying to get the whole factory off mass, you know, and I was trying sure, to tell, I was, sure. trying, I was trying to tell the boss, you know, because when That's you hear about we're talking, this, Billy. That's why when, we're talking, I love the right, cut of your jib. Right. Nice. Yeah. When, when you're actually uh, know about this, it's your constitutional duty to stand under it, and if everyone done this process, we would all be on the right side of the law, and then we educate the police. It's called lobby the bobby. Educate them, and then they have a duty to go and arrest the criminals who are legitimate criminals proven since Article 61 was involved. They have no right to be there. It's They're, they're actually unlawful. In, in treason. At they're minute. in treason, yeah. So we have a duty to stand under this and to go and actually remove them from office, take over the public buildings, take the courts back, put proper juries in place, common law juries, because a judge shouldn't be the judge. He should only be the convener. It should yeah. be tried by a jury of your peers yeah. and under common law, not this maritime law. You know, contract law shit. That's for corporations. We're corporations under a birth certificate. Yeah. Come under Article sixty one. You say, take that that thing away. It was fraudulent. I never signed it. It was done by my parents against. I'm a third party oper- interloper in that contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, they own the actual. They own the actual contract. It's fraud for us to use it. It's their copyright. But they get us to trick us to use it, and it's all forgery and fraud. Then on. So we have to be lawful and stand under common law, do no harm, you know, yeah. basic things. Yeah. And, uh, on others. Sign up with that paperwork. The more people that do it, I was actually mentioning it to David Dyke in the interview. Because oh, yeah. I, know, I know he's interested in common law and he's talking to somebody called John Smith who's in the common law courts. Okay. But I don't think that's the full answer. I've looked at other different things to do with the birth certificate. Yeah. And as far as I can see, none of them have got the full power that the Article 61 has got. So... I would recommend looking into that and yes, I will. You know, basically mentioning it to people because the more the word gets out, because it involves a process of you taking responsibility and sending this paperwork away and then you send the evidence of the treason. So you have to print it all off and you have to be aware of what you're doing. Then we all understand, okay, the government are legitimately fucking treasonous. Here's all the evidence for it. It's got like, you know, proper solid evidence. There's actually the guy that um, brought it out. It was a guy called David Robinson. Oh. I was due to interview him, as I mentioned to you last night, and he died. Yes. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Ominously. <laughs> but there's another lady called Jackie Phoenix who I've got seven interviews with on my website, and she's here trying to organize people um, to actually do this redress where we wow. go into the public buildings and take the government down. Because, wow. uh, you know, if you, there's another book um, by Ken O'Keefe, I think it's called democracy defined and it tells you how de- true democracy should be when a law gets when somebody gets trialed for a law the law is on trial as well so if the law sure. is unjust the law gets kicked out and that person goes free even though they may yeah. have broke that particular law and then the yeah. person that wrote that law they're held accountable for it because all stat- statutes and acts should be accountable uh, should benefit the people right. should benefit the people if they're you know, unjust. Huge, we choose yeah. the laws that we live under, not have this government be the dictators. They've superseded the people. <laughs> I, was, I was going, I was going to say, but but uh, in context of this, Billy, a coup has occurred, and uh, yeah. the, the government is not responsible in any way to us, and has proven such. For you know, there's argument no. going back into the sort of um, at least into the Cameron days, if not prior to oh. that. You know, we're now into a um, into a place where uh, our politicians are not in any way responsible 
to their constituents and and nor are there many politicians involved in the process full stop right the the actual um yeah know, they're all basically you know front trained in nlp to fucking give out the the program basically thank you and to be actors in the theater of politics you know thank you yeah, in the charade, absolutely. Yeah, so that that's been going on, it you know, for for as long as you and I have both you know looked into it. You know, that's our situation, isn't it? That we're um, we're fighting great, unjust tyranny. Yeah, there was a great clip um, yeah. just before the last election. Yeah. It was just like this is the most important election ever, and then ah, this yeah, guy yeah. go back to like, just sure. so many. This of is course. the most. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's the catchphrase <laughs> of the election. Of course, it is. You know, oh. when when not one of them, I, you know, I'm quite pessimistic in that way. It's not really made a difference, has it? No. For a long time, you know, I, I speak as, as Syria is being bombed as we speak, right? Well, like, that could be the whole Iran uh, war about to kick off. And basically, there's a guy commenting here, Paul McDonald. Sure. He's uh, telling us he's recommending get stocked up. But he's saying uh, right. Iran well, he, he wants Iran. to live. He, he has yeah. a concern with living. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. And uh, yeah. basically he's saying that the Arabs are going to unite and bring Israel down, which will lead to the fall of the West and the whole COVID thing is going to fall on its arse. Surely the wow. COVID thing has to fall on its arse because it's based on absolute fucking bullshit. And I've been sure, saying I, it from the word go, you know, and throwing it, it to the cows come home. It's, it's already, there's argument that it's already fallen and falling on its ass. There's all, you know, so to me, it just continues to go closer down where it will, it will become a thing of the past, like the swine flu scam. And what's going to happen? We're going to continue in the fake fucking money game the, and go back to normal. People are like, oh, we'll go back to normal in June. They'll be able to go to gigs and that again. Oh, I. Yeah, it, uh, uh, it, it, you know, go back to foot and mouth. Same, you know, same thing. Go back to the swine flu of the 70s. The yeah. same I think it will just taper down to the. I think so. It'll taper the memory hole. All the things that you're talking about. All the things that you're talking about will happen for sure. A detriment to the society. All of the further fallout of their actions are going to continue to create more strife and stress. But they're, as you're already seeing, they're going to to delegate that in terms of like blame it on COVID, blame blame it on COVID. Blame that one on COVID, you know. Hey, we're, isn't it nice that we're all recovering somewhat from that COVID, COVID, COVID thing? But there'll be, you know, no redressing in terms of uh, like uh, criminal proceedings. I wouldn't think. In the only way. way to do it is the Article sixty one. Tony Blair's involved to yell over your belly. Tony Blair's involved in the promotion of the further fraud. You've got a war criminal involved in the current fraud who's already, you know, not accountable for his. Yeah, he should be. Hung. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, incredulous that he's not, but that he's still uh, an active political character is just oh. like, it's it's already incredible on that level. So again, and I just see this more, I have to say, revelation of the method again, it's just going to keep showing us all its cards. Oh, look, we counted wrong. Oh, oh COVID, COVID, you know, like, it's just, it's, uh, it. we're living in a mad world where truth doesn't matter at all. You know, again, it, Henry Kissinger did say that at one point. He said, it doesn't matter what the truth is. All that matters is the control of perception uh, of sure. reality. You know? Sure. And, 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 and obviously the Nazis, the Nazis taught him very well. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the, the propaganda. Well, this is, I think, also what we're seeing, Billy, is that it's the techniques of, you know, it, it, there's always that... Uh, uh, um, the uh, uh, the jump 
to the Nazis as a as an example is just like it's just one technique that the Nazis used also. Right. You have to you have to reiterate that, like, they're willing to use everybody's, you know, tool shed. But but they're not they're not national socialists as such. Well, basically, what Jackie says, the leader of the Article 61 thing, she's saying that since the war ended, the Nazis had a place. This is back. The the Germans never lost the war. This is what happened. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. (laughs) Right on. This is all just a little hiccup, a bit of a hiccup. (laughs) Well, it just could all have been part of the plan. They they had to put Hitler in place to basically create anti-Semitism, to send all the Jews back to Israel. Sure. And so they could get their homeland to fulfill the prophecy, which is going to be the third temple rebuilt and fucking extermination of all the Gentiles. Sure. That's a, that's a prophecy. Exactly what got uh, uh, Ken Livingston uh, <laughs> taken out of, of, uh, of mainstream right, politics, right? right? Like, just yeah, like I, yeah. what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Where, why can't, you can't say things? What the hell? Yeah, just utterly uh, priceless. But yes, I uh, I concur with that a hundred percent. Especially, and you see it constantly resurrected in the in the COVID you know discourse when uh, when, when we keep using the Nuremberg you know trials uh, or the codes from the trials as uh, as like you know our our uh, go to escape ca- clause cards when it's just like the the atrocious firebombing of civilians that we were up to during those trials actually like active terrorizing civilian populations with flames from the sky on an industrial level you know literally cooking in their skins hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of fellow human beings while we were creating our uh, you know our uh, our virtue well, we were like enshrining our virtue in our behavior, right? You know, once you kind of see that context of it, it's just like it's another another thumbnail in, you know, before you even get to before you even leapfrog your troops into Korea. I don't know, out of nowhere, you know. It's just like, oh yeah, the war ended. Sure it did. It moved around, I think you meant to say. The military industrial complex, yeah. Well, and and German scientists, as you know, we yeah. could we could bore you know your level of listener to death by telling them, you know, obviously, yeah, uh, basically, yeah, uh, they, they were you know roving during those fire bombings. There were roving packs of of uh, of, of uh, vetting regiments, right? They were like actually like seeking out. If you thought Saving Private Ryan was like a good plot, you know, the fact that they were like saving hair, you know. Uh, 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 who's, I, I was trying to make a, um, a play on, on German um, wing technology, but regardless, you know, they were like, they were sorting out the um, von Braun's, you know, behind enemy lines actively, right? They were like yeah. re- regiments of pluck squads. Like, <laughs> Go get us scientists. We need scientists. Yeah. If we're going to take this genocide full full yeah. bore <laughs> and under our own weight, we need right. these guys. You know, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's just yeah. bad but true, sadly. Yeah. The science is obviously... This trust in science is like a god, isn't it? It's like another cult that the population 100%. has. 100%. I guess that the cult of scientishness is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like we just live in, oh, a scientist that the government hired told you something through the media. Oh, that's 
what you thought science is. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I'm a troglodyte. I get it. Okay. Okay. I, I get it. I'm a Luddite because <laughs> you, you trust science through the lens of the prism of, uh, of corporate media. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, why you're, that's why you're in your car wearing your mask alone on your way to go swimming by yourself with your mask on. I get it. I get it. You know, this again, Billy, it's belief in this scientishness is that, that creates the, the interpretation of our world from a sci-fi point of view, right? That's what, that's what gives these like, like asymmetric spread, right? That's why, that's why there's like that contagion in people, the ones who believe it, the ones that have like bought the liturgy and actually bought into the cult. What are, you know, what are my cult tenants saying? It's everywhere. It can live for 42 days. On, on, <laughs> that's why we can't have money anymore. Ah, don't pay me back. Ah! Well, well, you know, just like. Put a hand on your Yeah, keep it. Keep it. It's like, that's why these people are that nuts. Because they're actually, you know, that uh, captivated by scientishness. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you know, so, sadly, there it's that belief in um, in being told the truth through, and and now you know we're seeing that it's in the states at least it's some administration uh, poly, right? It's omni omni administration. You've got clowns like Fauci, you've got clowns oh. like Ferguson, you've got German uh, clown Drosten. You've got all these like you know uh, uh, clown mouthpieces for the the media scientishness establishment. That, yeah, oh god, that I, it's and, just yeah. you know grim. You got the spokesperson just there with the party line, you know. A hundred percent, and with each time, with each epidemic, you know, rolled out the same crew <laughs> with the same you know the same poor hit rate. But they're, you know, the vetted ones of the squad. It's just, it's lit. I mean, we laugh because it's terrifying, of course. Aye, it's crazy. It's just, just when you tell people over and over, and they, it's just this. After a year of this, people still walking around as if there's a, a virus going around is beyond retarded. You know what I mean? It's I just do, like yeah, what yeah. active fucking activity have you got on, going in your head? Because information is not that hard to find if you want to look for it about what a virus is. Surely that's your first thought in your head when they're changing the world because of it. And you're masking your children up as well. Fuck's sake. I just, I don't, I don't know and I can't play devil's advocate, Billy, because I just don't know. I don't know the thought process of it. <laughs> there is none. <laughs> you know, if you ever see a Buster Keaton stepping on a rake, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe there's something in that. I don't, you know, I don't know what, what it is, but was it uh, Einstein that, you know, I also don't rate on, on many of the levels that he's touted to be rated on, but um, I think it was his expression to, uh, to repeat uh, the same action and expect a different All result right. is insanity. So a yeah. lot of people just like, like I, maybe they like the process like, like we're seeing now, like my argument being that we're already seeing the COVID narrative start to dissolve, you know, it's getting into its right. into its like waning stages of belief system. And I think, you know, we're just yes. going, people seem to like that. They, you know, I, I think some of the same people who've been zealously uh, anti-anti-maskers are in the same way going to like drift into starting to realize less people are wearing masks, Billy, and then just like, be you know okay now it's 50 50 now it's 60 40 yeah. now it's 70 30 
But do you not think there's a into the pocket, and then before you know it, they'll be making fun of people who are still wearing masks. I, I wish that wasn't the case, but I I think there's probably yeah. some validity in in you know condemning people's archetypal personality types to behave like that. Just well, I think obviously there's vaccines coming out, and they're de quite desperate to get the vaccine in people. Oh, seemingly, so, <laughs> yeah. the non-vaccine. So, you know, that's going to be yeah, exactly yeah, 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 the pathogen enhancer. Yes. Anyway, yes, that's going to be a stumbling block for a lot pathogen of people. Pathogen enhancer, <laughs> <laughs> and a nice little nickname, right? Yeah, the yeah, immune enhancement, fucking death faster. I forgot what they call it. No, these cytokine storm synthetic <laughs> upgrade or downgrade. Yes. yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which will so, now enter our. What's the next thing that we're going to see, Billy? Uh, uh, an infection of our entire like blood works, right? The same yeah. thing that happened yes. with with Specific. AIDS and and uh, you know hepatitis in the in the eighties. We're we're going to see another. How's that going to affect us in emergency <laughs> settings when we're taking in this? This, as you say, synthetic, uh, you know, blood. This is synthetic uh, uh, building blocks of, of uh, uh, stem cells of humans that have been have uh, been RNA, you know, rewritten. It's just like, uh, wow, this is where you know, it's changing it's, all our lives. But you're just going to get the jab. Are you getting the jab? Today? It's just put down to that we three letter word. Getting the jab. I already got the jab. They thought about what's actually in the jab. What's going to fucking no. date you? You know, what's that stuff in your no. body? No. There was a guy in my work. He was like, went for his jab. He got the jab and he came back. And everyone's like, you had the jab, and he's making a joke. Like, ah, I've had the jab. Ah. People, my boss is like, ah, you're getting the jab tomorrow, but you're getting the jab. Then the guy was off the next two days sick. <laughs> and then there was a guy, there was a guy there, he's the, the, one of the guys who's going to get his. I told him, no, a family member of mine got Bell's palsy. And I told, uh, I told yeah. another guy, I told him he's got Bell's palsy. Yeah. He said, all right, next words at Smith, I'm getting mine on the 24th. Right? And then this guy went off sick. And then he seen the boss. The boss was telling me, "You're going to fucking get the jab." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he said to him, "What's up with What's up with Scott?" He's like, "Oh, side effects, side effects <laughs> of the thing." He's like, "All right, side effects." And I was like, "That's the fucking effects." Exactly, exactly, <laughs> Billy Watson. Bingo, bullseye. Of course, those are the effects. You <laughs> lunatic. The then side the day, effects. The day of his jab was like, "You got to get that jab," but she just didn't cry. Gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's next like, in line. You know, it's yeah. like, it, there's no too late. Fucking well, there you go. <laughs> Shakespeare, isn't it? You know, forever, however many contributors created you know, that construct, but all the world's a stage, Billy. Of course, they're all you know working, interacting with you. That's their life. That's, this is their pageantry, you know. This is the the place where they are to, uh, you know, shine their personalities, and and it just it doesn't shock me that they'll just take take different uh, emotional energies and and build their, you know, con construct their personality of the week because it, it's just like, yeah, now I gotta take it for the team, you know. Exactly. Sounds like it's pretty rough in there. <laughs> oh, I, you know, just like, oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! You're but then they're like, dead. you know, we're gonna get it. Then they said, "I but see, there's the new Brazilian strain. Oh no! So they know they're gonna get the vaccine, but they know there's these other strains that the vaccine's not gonna stop those strains. You know, that's what they're doing. They're just confusing people with the MK Ultra again. You know, yeah, of course. Of course, my favorite. the vaccine, but you still have to mask. You still have to social distance. You still have to get other vaccines. What's the point of taking a fucking vaccine then? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't pierce, you can't pierce their logic though, as you know, Billy, right? Like it just you can't you can't hand a drowning man a bucket. It's just like what what are you what are you gonna do to help them? Because they're clearly helpless that they that they have that you know position before you get into to the you know, the presumed deadliness of it if you didn't put your life at risk with an unnecessary medical intervention that's, you know, experimental in its own right. It's just like, it's, you're just dealing with such a level of madness. It's a cult. You're dealing with a cult. You're like, you know, the, uh, all, you, all you should do is entertain yourself with the reaction of it because there's no logic behind it. There can't be, there's nothing, yeah. you know, logical within it. It's just, uh, oh, terrifying, terrifying. Kills yeah. Kills me, Billy. <laughs> it's just like, I, it, I can't believe we have these moments all the time when I'm talking with my few loved ones. It's just like, like I can't believe we have to talk about this. I know, but, it's just beyond insanity. It's beyond <laughs> insanity. That, yeah, you know, like, hey, are we allowed to go to the park today? Is it Tuesday? <laughs> or what, are you, what do you have to do if you do decide to go to the, you know, it's just like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, they've got you like pausing and reflecting on whether or not, you know, it's milk week or, you know, whatever the next uh, diktat is. It's just, oh, oh, God. Oh, the hatred, I, uh, you know. They've ruined our lives, Billy. They've ruined our lives willfully. And yeah. it's just, it's so, so, you know, so, so grim. And, and, uh, and that so many people have comfortably played into it. it I'm, I'm always refreshed to speak to you, sir. Yeah. But so, outside of that, you were a comedian traveling around the were. world. Was. Yeah. 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 I can Was. still do it. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Give it. Let me at him, Billy. <laughs> You never talked much about the political stuff in your comedy thing. You kept it comedy. I couldn't do that. Would yeah, you be sure. able to keep it comedy now? Would you still be professional? Would it come through if you had to do yeah, a gig I, now? I, I probably would be. Cause, you know, for, uh, for me, there's just, uh, you know, been no, there's no joy in this. Like we were speaking earlier right. in the conversation. You know, right. if, if you're not, if you're not labor and you're not con, and you're yeah. not, you know, you're not like going for the two and a half percent Lib Dam or Green or whatever, like those utter lunatics are. Mm. You're just left with like, you know, there's no friends in the room, right? Nobody, nobody uh, concurs with like a nihilist anarchist, right? There's just no box to tick, right? So, you know, I, I laugh in the face of adversity and horror as we've, you know, been doing now. And mm -hmm. and I don't uh, concur with the with the the system itself. I don't yeah. wish to to contribute to the system that is you know uh, imprisoning people that I love. It's just yeah. I, I don't I don't want that uh, you know hanging <laughs> hanging over me. And then at the end of that, there's like you know you're alone in the life raft, really. But I, I feel like at the end of this, if there's any benefit, actually, if there's any benefit to the the partitioning that we were talking about, or I was mentioning about like the different social media platforms and whatnot, I do hope in the very near future that guys like you and I can be on stage together, you know, with a, with a Sean Collins, with an Aiden, Aiden Killian, with a, you know, uh, with a, a Steve Hughes, with the people who haven't, 
you know, uh, suck the devil's dick, as it were. The people that yeah. right away, you know, this is where my argument goes back again to the very beginning when it's like, as soon as you think that they can tell you that you're not allowed to leave your house or not, you're not allowed to earn your livelihood, as soon as they're like allowed to dictate to you <laughs> that you don't have a viable place in, in being able to like service the necessities of your own personal world and your personal life and your loved ones and your dependents, they're yep. a criminal in the wrong. And, totally. if you, and if you start to buy into their authority after that, you're a <laughs> willing and compliant Stockholm syndrome victim. You're aiding and abetting corruption. And you're absolutely 100%. So my hope is, Billy, that the comedians that I mentioned, yourself included, that are like the fringe element of us that have been like, well, there's no win in this. We're not like getting anything out of it. You know, there's no payoff here. But if we can at some point face a room full of people that are, are similarly just uh, 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 defeated and... <laughs> And and overwhelmed in in incredulousness, if I can use the, the term, of, of the absurdity of what's going on around us mm. and while we tried to like not contribute to it as best we could nonviolently, that would be like a dream come true. I'm talking like a mini tour, you know, somewhere that we can meet without masks and, right. and like if we enjoy each other's company, we can cheer drinks. And, you know, God forbid, put like an arm over his shoulder and, you know, say nice to meet you and show some camaraderie and and tell your your Larry Skutnik hero in the water story. And, you know, have, have a couple of people with a twinkle in their eye. Go, I like that one. You know, like life. Live oh, but day, you, but you know, life. You had, you had Sean and Aidan on uh, Apocalypse recently. And yeah, they yeah. both had in common it. They went to Sweden. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. at the start of the lockdown where yeah. things... People were just getting used to it here, yeah. and then they went back to the old world yeah. and Sweden normality, and it was like blowing their mind. You know, fucking hell! Okay, just because you said they've, they've ruined life. There's these things in our head now: the hesitancy from other people and shit like totally, that. Totally, that This idea of contagion—if that was all taken away and proved as it's rightfully is—we can't catch things from other people, and actually we can cause cancers and things like that if we cause you know emotional psychic harm to people. Yes. We will learn yeah. to treat people much nicer and have a kinder, compassionate world. So this whole virus lie could have actually led to us learning more about what we put into our body, how we treat our body, and actually health in general. So it could, if you know, we put the knowledge on board. Theory, you know, there's some there's some positive effects. <laughs> anyway, Sean and I was in uh, Sweden, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and I have to like, I have to undermine that story as much. Of course, I love it. And I love those two dudes. And I, I love their, uh, their gumption to go and like take on that, that world, you know, to find out that shows are still existing in a culture that's largely unaffected by COVID policies in Sweden. You know, one, a Canadian, one, an Irish guy, they go to do their investigative reporting in, in, you know, this, this, uh, utopia of, uh, you know, freedom at the, at the time, certainly. And and I just I have to make mention, which I didn't even to them, Billy, the fact that like you have to also see it in context of like a normal in a normal world before all this COVID like criminality and nonsense that's been imposed upon us. Like I I'd want to do a show in Sweden like 
one out of a hundred countries, right? Like it's unreal that that we like look to like, yeah, let's go to let's, let's go let's, to the where, where are we gonna swim to have a you know a half decent time? Like, well, Sweden's still open. Right? Oh my god. And then just go and teach like you know, lame half broken English to up to a pretty, you know, like you know. Yes, <laughs> just like it's just it's it's a famously you know any place actually a good insight you might not have the same experience when you go obviously it would be hard for you to to have uh, from different origins if you went to Sweden but it's always oh it's always the worst one for me Billy and I can assure you I I give you a compliment that it never happens when I go to Scotland but one of the worst feelings that I've ever like ever felt when I go to any country and as soon as I was in Sweden for like thirty. Two seconds. I wasn't even thirty-two seconds. Actually, it was just like immediately thought, "Oh shit!" It reminds me of Canada. Oh, All right. <laughs> ah, for like every wrong reason, just, All right. just like kind, you know, kind of half in shape looking people, kind of you know, uh, uh, judgmental, quite uh, you know, uh, conservative. Very drinky, not smoky. What have you been smoking? You know, all of that like horrible conservatism that's yeah. judgmental at the same time to me is like, you know, there's famous. In fact, there's lots of crossover between particularly not just Sweden, but Scandinavian culture and Canadian cultures. If you've not heard, some of your, your uh, listeners might um, be familiar, but it's worth looking into. And it's impossible to get it translated into English, which I'd love to one day in my life. But there's a... Um, uh, there's a, an expression used pan Scandinavia called Yantarloven, Yantarloven, and it's the the uh, Yantar love, and it's a guy named uh, 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 Yantar who basically, um, or sorry, uh, 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 not love, uh, uh, Yantar law, Yantar law, which is basically a law of Yantar. And Yonter was like almost like a, a Scandinavian astronaut who went to live, I think, in like a, a Newfoundland a small community logging uh, confluence and basically just like wrote about what the community was like. It was like a, a, it, it was a hyper conservative, judgmental, like caste system. All right. And it essentially reinforced for him what like Scandinavian societies were like at the time, just like tall poppy syndrome, no bragging, you know, uh, yeah. you're, 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 there's no self essentially. You you just have to loathe yourself to exist. <laughs> it's like, there's a real like a Yantar loving type of behavior that like permeates all Scandinavian society. To this day, the books were written in like the 1905 type of, of period. But um but it, you know, Sweden for me has just like, and I have to dovetail it into other. Maybe only Denmark has that. Like Denmark and Iceland, I always consider like the drug addicts of Scandinavia, right? So right. they they just have, you know, they're the smokers and the drinkers and the fighters right. and the, you know, ah. Whereas like the Norwegians are trying to win the race and right. and they and they and the Swedes are just kind of in the middle, not either or, right? It's just that like What's a, a real. Like 
Totally. So it just, it, it, again, to get back to the subject, it just like, it's unbelievable to me that we go to, to Sweden of all, like, just like, uh, may I use the Scandinavian dead fuck country of all <laughs> Scandinavian, of all of like, how was your trip to Sweden? You know, just, uh, you know, their days of, uh, of excitement are so far behind them. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to reflect badly on the, on the fellas involved because they were like astronauts to even go to a culture that hadn't locked down. But, yeah. um, but to just like, you know, I'm talking about like a, like a Saturday night at up the Creek in Greenwich. That's what I'm talking about. Billy Watson. I'm talking about like a, a late show Saturday comedy store, London on, you know, on a weekend when there's like 500 people outside of the doors milling around a thousand people in Leicester square and, and 300 people, 350 people, the capacity rammed in. And it's like, I like to call it like hot skillet comedy, you know, just like, ah, like you say the joke and it's just, ah, Bah, bah, like a spitting hot fucking ding, 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 ding. the relationship between the audience and the comedian it's got that like immediate reaction you know rather than just like like dump something out in slow deliberate english and hope that like 30 percent of the people that have been to america on holiday for two weeks of their fucking lives have some idea of what you're even trying to be funny about like that we're holding on to that as like the future of our comedy world, it just like, ah, ah, you know, Scotland, Scotland, the same Glasgow audience is famous era for me, for sure. Top, top one or two, for sure. I would give Glasgow audiences to on a yeah. great night when it's, but as you even mentioned, and I was alluding to, we know this is behind us now, Billy, this uh-huh. is what they've done. They've killed this. They put sure. fear in people. They put fear in people wanting to be in a, I was about to say basement, but I've been corrected in Scotland. It's ground floor, <laughs> right? But, but to be in a basement with people just in close proximity, sweating and drinking, that's what I miss, you know? Aye. Yeah, social interaction. I mean, I'm not a big fan of people in general, <laughs> but certainly in a social thing like that, when there's mm. creative like minds coming together, you know, artistic people and you meet those types, yeah, I don't I like to, I, you know, I, I miss the, like the job. I miss the energy of those people. Yeah. Um, you know, I miss, I miss the um, uh, individuality of the uniqueness of like each audience and the mm. componentry of it. And the ones that you can remember from 15, 20 years ago, and you remember like a table of people and what they said, you yeah. know, in context of, of a big, of a larger audience, you know, that, that, those are the the snapshots that I miss and love. And that's what, you know, why I know, that that most of that atmosphere is people being comfortable in their own skins in in close proximity touching the skin of others and yeah. and you know we saw even just before the um before the latest like lockdowns came when there was do you remember there was that like glimmer of hope in between yeah. spring and summer last year when a couple of gigs happened and I did like a, yeah. a show down in uh in the Portsmouth area like um uh around, like an, an outdoor, but you know, a beautiful, like right. a festival type of show. But, but people even then, Billy, were fearful of like being close to each other. They were, they were separated out in the field and it just creates a different energy. So it doesn't really matter what the government does now, what they give back as like a bone to release us to our own, you know, lives and recognizance of our own entertainment. They yeah. put the fear in the mind. They yeah. created that, like, where people don't themselves want to go. 
They're they're self-policing. They're stopping their own behavior from, you know, and that's, it's just like cancer, Billy. It's like, it's a mind cancer, as it's been called by people much wiser than me, a mind virus. It's a mind virus. They're talking about, you know, June or something, they're going to let us back, get back to normal. But also, I think there's, I think it's a ploy, like, whereby they can give, if you if you're vaccinated, if you don't have enough vaccinations done by then, then they can put it back, and then the ones that have been vaccinated will have a go at the ones that haven't been vaccinated. I believe oh, in sure. Israel, right, in Israel right now, they're actually publishing names and addresses yes. of people that have yep. not been vaccinated. Yep. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to add to that. If you, uh, as I'm sure you did, which I was like, again, you and I both know, you have to find like glimmers of hope and optimism within one of those articles that was explaining what you just described. There was an allowance for when they call you to you demand that they never call you again and that right. they remove you from the database to be called. Which, right. like, as far as like you know, uh, being oppressed in a democracy yeah. goes, it's uh-huh. it was good to see that there was at least a window for like uh, who uh, who am I talking to right now? <laughs> are you are you sitting are you sitting down? You should be sit down because don't ever fucking call this number as long as you fucking dream of living and take me off of the database that allowed you to call me the first time. Okay, enjoy your day. Hoi vey. Like just uh, you know, it's nice at least that there's that back door to it. But I think um, you know that's uh, some sad solace, really. Well, that's why I think the article. That's the main reason I'm under Article 61. If we're going to come round with a needle and try and get in your door and whatever, at least I've got that as the one thing. Where if you don't have that, then you're under their birth certificate control. You know. You know. I think again, you and I both know, Billy. My fear is that they're going to use the Mental Health Act. Yeah, and, and, and you know, once you're incarcerated <laughs> under the, you yeah, know, uh, and the only one doctor these days as well. Only one doctor. Again, like <laughs> every time, it's wonderful speaking to you, Billy. Because every time I start something, I just think, as you and I both know, Billy, and it's just like because <laughs> you know, it's uh, as our our first communications indicated, it's just it's wonderful to share with somebody who just looks into these things because <laughs> you know it, it saves it saves a lot of groundwork. But yeah, that's you know, that's unfortunately, I think more where it's going even than where it's at that yeah. uh, that's obviously why they've moved to have to do it a couple of times i think you know he doesn't want the vaccine he's fucking mentally ill of course that's what they, they've <laughs> it's it's a tried and true argument that's already been used as a tool right like yeah. you would have to be insane <laughs> to want to be a risk to the to exactly. the greater good right to the to society at large and that, yeah. you know, it's a manipulation of uh, virtue, as you and I both see. That's, again, like we're in a place where we, we deride people who, who are ideologically opposed to us. But, but we can also see that they're celebrating their own virtue while they're, like, loathing us, right? Like, yeah. they're, you know, they're actually, like, feeling like they're the better people Exactly. In, in this scenario, and that we're yeah. like, we can be with my mask on. Oh, I'm so good and nice. A hundred percent, and that, that's been you know a built-up uh, uh, artifice. And yeah. it's you're it's selfish. Idiot. The Queen's calling us selfish now. Of, of course, it's, and uh, as mentioned earlier, it's every tool in the box, right? It's just like, <laughs> and and this all adds to the this sort of uh, the. Um, uh, I was about to say subterfuge, but it's not really subterfuge. It's it's more of like a, a cacophony, an overwhelming 
of of media you know that again why i enjoy speaking to you that you're like so aware of of so many different thumbnails of our of our media landscape but you and i both know that that just takes like that takes hours of of dedicated time it takes huh. hours you know when you oh i know i'm talking to billy in a couple of days I, you know, I try and keep current with things I'm already current with and then yeah. try and be more conscious of being, you know, current of what my background investigations are that are trying to, like, explain to me the tapestry of the foreground of my of my comprehension of what we're experiencing. Right. So and all of these things, are, you, you still have to sleep and eat and uh, be a functional person in your own life. And it's like. You know, there's a lot of dedication to even having like a a, 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 a per periphery uh, awareness right. of, of these conspiracy theorists. It's, it's fucking quite hard to be a conspiracy. It sure theorist. is. Yeah, it's a de <laughs> dedicated. Job. It's, yes. it's not credit. just one YouTube video. Uh, exactly. I've got like queued up YouTube. I've got the I've got the bit shoot video uh, yeah, in the background with the Brightian yeah, with the Brightian uh, and, and I'm I'm interfacing with the three Odyssey, of them, including the YouTube one and the Odyssey, just to see if the second cut is as good as the first cut, or what they've cut out, or why it's still allowed on. And it's just like, oh my good god. It's like it's never ending, Billy. And you yeah. want it to end, don't you? There's a oh, video that yeah. just thinks, okay, oh. maybe maybe for my own, we're already speaking about mental health and, and the perception of, of our mental health by those who deride us. So, you know, it's apt that we would be speaking of that. And there's a bit of you that thinks, okay, well, that's, you know, it's not uh, upliftingly healthy to be taking on all of, all of these like abuses to your well-being that are, you know, mental <laughs> infractions against your like, you know your your tranquility, but but at the same time that would be choosing willful ignorance and and you know trying to find bliss in that, which which you and I both know that like ignorance isn't a defense of of the tyranny against us. It's you know we're we're stuck between a rock and a hard place really with that. I just see a lot of people have come on board. They've kind of discovered the conspiracy. Now they want to share this and that. And I'm like, look, there's no virus. Get that through your thick fucking skull. Article 61, go and take the government down and let's start creating a better society. Maybe we could go down the secret bunkers and weed out a few of them down there as well. Then once all that's taken care of, you know, I want it to end. I'm not in it to, like, be a yeah. personality in yeah. the fucking game, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. doing it because yeah. I can't sleep with myself if I don't. Yes. But, you know what I mean? Yes, 100%. It's a, it's a dedication of love to, to your own. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. I, I understand that as well, Billy. I'm just like, I'm hoping that we find a utopia. I'm hoping that we find, I'm trying to stay in, in close contact with like-minded individuals globally and regionally. And making sure that they're aware of, you know, my intentions and, and the intentions of my family in terms of like uh, wanting our wagons circled. We all realize that we're under, you know, we can see it from the social media response that we're targeted individuals. Yeah. <laughs> you in your work, myself in my own interview work and, and my own, you know, media work, I, I would be, I would be very shocked and it would be insulting to people that I interact with if I didn't acknowledge that I have in my contact circle targeted individuals, for sure. You know, people who it's not as easy for them to travel internationally and they got to spend a lot more time in, you know, in holding pens in, in uh, international waypoints in airports. So, you know, it's, it's a disrespect to those people that through no, they're, they're not dangerous people. You know, that uh, one person I'm thinking of just all he did was fight his own cancer with his own, you know, yeah, with, with his own means and wiles, right? So suddenly, you're an enemy of the state. 
<laughs> should you choose to do in so that was okay. sorry Billy I have to interrupt and and, and uh, override uh, or at least to make the point that uh, people should know that that's in Canada where weed uh, weed is presumed to be legal this yeah. is a, ma a man who's like fought his own cancer with his own procured weed or medicine and that's illegal in Canada to do so. So like, you know, suddenly there's still people like I'm talking to you, like it's like the early seventies or something like people's lives are still being ruined by dime bags of weed, but, but it's not, they're like being ruined by a, a, a medical system that won't treat them because they're too far gone. So they delve into the black market to try and save their own souls from eternity, Billy Watson, right? <laughs> And they're on the wrong side of the law for doing that, for not filling out the correct paperwork after they got a pat on the back to tell them that they should get their affairs in order because they're going to be dead before Christmas. That's like, these are the people that are, our cultures are like marginalizing as criminals and, you know, taking away their passport and making them wait longer when they're trying to go on holidays. It's just like, you know, we live in madness, Billy. We, and, and these people that we're talking about, including ourselves, are being turned into like, we, you, it's okay to be a dissident. I like being a dissident. I was a dissident when I was a teenager. I was, I was, when I was a late teen, I was the one that my friends would send over, send in the probe. I was the probe. Go over there and ask those guys if they're together. You know, like I'm like that guy. Hey, you know, like I was the I was a, a the dick. I was the dick at the time to be sent in to be the probe. And like it's it's okay. That gets a reaction. That's okay in in a civil society. You know, in Scotland and Canada, it might take an ashtray in the eye or something. But like, but it's okay. It's okay to interact with people and be bold in your social setting and not to be declared as we are now a dissident which is in the category of terrorist. We've oh, been, yeah. you know, the, the descent of thought has been turned into a, a, a terrorist construct. And it's, oh, and, and comedians are, you know, we should be free thinking. It doesn't mean we adopt an opinion. It doesn't mean it's my opinion. It's the one I'm presenting. I'm, yeah. you know, people forget Billy, we're like, you're on a stage. Where's yeah. the clue, right? Like <laughs> I can do anything I want. It's a microphone on a stage with lights. Like if you're taking it seriously, if you're like offended by it, I'm just yeah, presenting a concept, you know, and then well, I like it because it ferrets out people who actually are to get back to the point of this like side conversation, Billy, who actually are insane. And I've seen it. I've actually seen it go further. I've seen it go to court. I know people who were attacked on stage violently and physically and it went to court and the, and the judge was as incredulous as you and I would be in the middle of the afternoon. Now it was just like, uh, why did you attack that guy? He's like, well, cause he said something about like, blah, blah, my dog or blah, blah, blah. And the judge is just like, does he, does he, did he know your dog? And he's just like, uh, no, had you ever met this man before, before you came in knowing it was a show? It's like, no, we don't know each other. And it's just like, okay, well, now you have to go to jail. You have to go to jail, right? You can't, you can't like mistake somebody uh -huh. who's like turned you into a construct of their performance that, that has decided from the offense they've taken in, of, of that like, uh, you know, creation of imagination. You can't like then become violent. It's good, it's good that we ferret those people out. It's wonderful that like performances exist to find out like who, you know, turns their emotion into violence in a social setting. Cause they, yeah. you know, it's beautiful. That's one. And, and, uh, 
and that one ended actually in a crazy, even crazier than that, Billy, that uh, that they recessed for a minute. And, and the guy, the guy threatened my buddy again, a comedian. He's just like, in court, Billy. Right? He's in court. He's like, I'm going right, to I'm gonna fuck you up again. And he's just <laughs> like, what? And they called him, you know, they called the adjournment back. And the lawyer's just like, that guy just threatened to kill my client again. <laughs> 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 and uh yeah just like you know an extra few right just like a clang you know? uh, what did you do like it's perfect but these are the insane people people that take comedy seriously it's insane oh plus a lot of comedy to me good comedy is designed to offend those particular things you know to puncture them <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Then, to create that atmosphere that tension of course yeah for the punchline that kind of reveals totally. the totally help you'd hope and it, you know i just hope now that there's not an empowerment of that like you know that's why i'm so vociferous if you haven't noticed i, I don't make a, a major point of it but i do make a regular point of it of even online uh, censorship but you know, it's just like what? it's the thin edge of of the wedge of shutting down legitimate conversation of every type and every level. And anybody what? that's for it, I'm like I'm diametrically opposed to them because it's just like it it empowers people in a live audience setting to say that you can't say that to say yeah. you know to interrupt yeah, your performance. That. And it yeah. happens like that in our world. It's where the rubber meets the road. It's actual yeah. like people who believe that there's something that you're not allowed to say that necessitates or facilitates them being able to like interrupt a, a live show. Right. It's just like, yep. wow, these are the people that we have to like, no, you got, you got to go now. <laughs> you got to like, uh, like, nice to meet you, but like, I, take care. I, I was doing a show and I came back from Turkey and so I was working in the food factory and telling the audience this. And I said, got a job there, went to the canteen. And I thought I'd been teleported to fucking Poland. Now I wasn't actually being racist. I'm just saying since I left seven Sounded years ago. like Poland. <laughs> right. oh, they said, you can't say that I've been racist it caused this fucking yeah. dynamic and just it ruined the gig basically it's like no I'm just saying there's quite a lot of Polish people are in Jigen yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't uh, yeah we, we can recognize it but we can't mention it it's right. just <laughs> I, I get it yeah of course it's um, it's uh, a, a sensitivity that's taken beyond its its logical conclusion right it, it's any word that you say like for instance, if you said the word nigger in any context, it's just that word has that power. Like, oh. There are several that I uh, have used that I, for me, it's an argument again of, cre of creative license, Billy. Like I, I like. I'm one of those horrible people that like I, I like, uh, uh, like I like rap. I quite like, you know, comedically, I like it. Sorry, did I say it out loud? You know, and and the simple fact that, like, I'm not allowed to, like, rap one of my favorite artists in, in uh, Biggie Smalls or, you know, uh, uh, Frank White or, you know, whatever you want to call his aliases. It's just like, it's, I ran into that at home where, like, it... You know, it happens more so now in the UK, but it's just like, are you, are you saying, like, I'm not allowed to sing a song I like? Uh, like, <laughs> I, I, seriously, like that's that's where this culturally is at. Or, like, I, I some Eddie Murphy or Richard because, Pryor material <laughs> as, as well. Yes, it, because of my privilege. Because you think uh, like, uh, and I think it's probably part of being like 
you know, to, to um, probably the Irish more so, but, you know, being the N-word of Europe, right? And, and right. Scotland has that affinity. And Canada, you know, whether people give it to us or not or, or can appreciate it, but like we, uh, uh, you know, in my upbringing, we were our own N-word, as it, as it were, you know? They're like, and it's probably why it's a famous place for having less or presumed less racism than, you know, than other parts of the world because there are people who already are depreciated themselves to that regard, you know? And, and it's just something that, uh, you know, if you go to Canada and you're like upset that somebody's using the N-word, then you don't want to look into Canada's relationship with its native Indians, which is even hard to even like, I, I can't even say Indians is actually offensive in the context of that. So you can't, you can't, it's not even a discussable topic. And it's one of the reasons that I found frustrating before I left Canada that I couldn't even tell like stories that involved really, really heavily, heavily accented native Canadians. Or again, like that's in, in many circles, even saying that they have Canadian status is an insult. They tend yeah. to be borderless in that regard. So, you know, you're, it's like a minefield where you can't even talk about the subject alone. But then I find I'm on stage and I just want to tell a story of where I'm like really ripped on mushrooms camping on an island that I sea kayak do. And and a guy, you know, shows up and, and uh, is, is like explaining to me why I can't drink the water, which is what I asked him. And, uh, and he's just <laughs> like, then he just rattled off like more animals than I ever knew existed before the the great uh, die off, in fact, of of reasons why I shouldn't be drinking that water, Billy Watson, right? Just because uh, <laughs> it's got wolf shit in it, it's got bear shit in it, it's got deer shit in it, it's got weasel shit in it, and frog shit in it, and just like gave me like like without any sense of irony or given a wink that I knew how hilarious what he was doing was. And uh, I was there with my buddy again. We're just like pinned on mushrooms. And he says, uh, he got uh, like 30 animals in. He says, oh, shit. And the two of us were just like, holy fuck, there's wolves around here. And he didn't even like, he didn't even take on board that we'd have any tension or anxiety about wolves. He just like thought that we didn't hear him properly and just repeated like, wolf shit, eagle shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just fucking continued on, and uh, there's just you know, like I, I found I, I it's one of my favorite things to impart to people that there's still a guy like he told us, Billy. He told us he'd gone to Vancouver when he was like 17 and stayed for like six months, and then went back into the woods where we found him off of Vancouver Island, and just like a, you know, just a. a uh, a, an ancient, ancient rainforest and like lived there as, you know, a man from nearly the 1900s. And that was how he spoke. It was that heavily accented. Hey, how are you guys doing? Like tooth clenched type of accent. And and suddenly I'm like touring around Canada trying to tell people what to me is like, I really enjoy telling those stories. I love, I'm a storyteller. I, I, I want to tell you what I experienced on my sea kayaking trip. And suddenly I found out that I'm like, you know, people are threatening to kill me in certain schools in, in Ontario, threatening that they're going to go to their car and get a gun and fucking kill me, Billy Watson. Shoot me for telling that story on stage at a lunch, at like a lunch cafeteria, right? Like, that's the empowerment. This is, this is the problem. When you empower people to, to believe that what you say isn't permissible to be said... Yeah, at, sure. at threat of violence that's that's the, that's the culture partaking in a violent act yeah
You know, and, well, and you know your friend got attacked without a mask and bust his kneecap or something. Yes, yes, so, just like yeah, a couple of nights ago in in uh, Edinburgh, horribly, horribly for uh, I guess getting on or off a train. I, he's been in surgery, expecting right. the next day, but it was delayed to another day. He said that his um his patella, his kneecap, they uh, they said looks like cornflakes. So he's just in utter agony and his uh, really busted up face, which I didn't like want to undermine his um, anonymity by, by putting a photo of, of how like really banged up he is. And he's, a, wow. you know. A, a, so a, this a, guy, was he wearing a mask on a train or something? He apparently up. not. So, but I, and from the information that he's given me, uh, that the, the man who attacked him was masked. Right. So it's like, you know, a contrary to the media narrative, it was a maniac in a mask being violent to an unmasked, like retired man, you know, just like uh, I wouldn't insult him to say elderly, but he's like, he's older than me and I'm pretty old. And, you know, right. it's just like, and that goes back a little bit to our like prior conversation, Billy, that like I'm past the kind of, I'm not a run guy anymore. I'm, I think I'm what they describe in Canada. I'm a, I'm a death star. You know, I like, I like it. If you, if you give me, I'm prepared to have my last like battle when I wake up in the morning for sure. Like, and I'll, I'll like delegate to that point. I'll, I'll remain as, you know, nonviolent and, and, uh, you know, as, as, um, diplomatic as is possible, but I'm not, I'm not going to run now, Billy. I'm not, I'm not at that point. I'll die where I stand if it takes that. You know, I'm willing to have my my last battle. And I would say that, you know, my friend is probably in that category of just like, there's no dignity in, you know, me and a bad hip trying to limp away, right? You know, just like, no, I'll go, I'm going to Larry Scutnik the shit out of it. You know, no no matter what, I'm going to swim that freezing cold river of humanity and get as much in as, um, you know, as, as righteousness allows. I hate to, I hate to be righteous, Billy, but it's just, we're at that point now where we're being challenged on such, deep issues and you know what did you say earlier the imposition it's those who impose you know that's the that's the point that's where if it were like a one-on-one rather than just like a gang group cultural cult societal attack it would be it would be defendable by just saying like you're encroaching on me it's a it's an old like mafia term in north america but like you know why did you hurt that person because he was encroaching upon me Right? Yeah. Like it's not the it's not the right of others. You saw it a bit in that Canadian Tire uh, um, mask incident that you mentioned out of right. Canada. The guy, the guy, the guy being taken down. Yeah, that you know that people think that you're like not allowed to defend yourself anymore. They're uh-huh. so brainwashed. They're so uh-huh. like they think that it's okay to like surround a person for whatever uh-huh. like rattled ideas from the media have entered their little brains that are now starved of oxygen and they're empowered by you know whatever. A virtue they they believe in in themselves or however they you know gain their their um, confidence in what they're doing but they have no right to make somebody scared for themselves they have no right to do they they have every right to retreat back behind where their cashier is and get on the phone and call the police and state the case uh, you know to or the security of the building but uh, you don't have like as independent people you don't have a right to just like guys. Uh, we're going to have to take this guy downtown. Your life isn't a dragnet episode, <laughs> you utterly deluded lunatic, right? And it will take, and, and hopefully we'll see it soon, the, that going to court and see, you know, it, 
Another thing, I don't have a lot of optimism towards justice as I see it as I've grown up and, and you can imagine why, Billy, but I do have that tiny seed and I know you have it as well from what you've quoted to me that there's just like the hope that once things get into the cold, hard light of day of a, of a courtroom, that some amount of scrutiny can be done on a, a, a level of integrity or ethics. Of yeah. course, that's probably not the case. Of course, the system, you know. Uh, something that happened in Germany a couple of days ago. I think there was some court that kind of upheld that the fucking something the coronavirus is bullshit somehow. Yes, and that they can't uh, they can't enact public policy based upon the, the uh, findings. Yes, I, I caught that as well. And again, these are like glimmers of hope. That, that, uh, that's all we got, Billy, right? Uh, but it's just sad that it has to go through like a guy being in a chokehold while he's trying to buy batteries, you know, that we have to go through this like ridiculous watershed process. And that's part of the like, when you get into the vaccine injury payout in the UK, for example, you know, people are just like, uh, you know, there's a there's a payout system. It's yeah, it's like capped at one hundred and twenty thousand pounds. It's like a, a lifetime of investment of, of uh, legal wranglings to potentially get recognized. You know yourself that like, you know, in five years of legal battles backing and forth and just your food alone and that of your family is going to top out one hundred and twenty grand. It's not going to pay for the first diaper of which is the reason that you're in there because of, you know, what's happened to you or your kids. And it's just like these things are not uh legitimate recourses of the of the potential danger to you know to you and your family of that liability it's again you know i always look across the pond billy because it's the last hope we got all of the fights that americans are having regionally whether it's in connecticut whether it's in new jersey or new york whether it's like what's happening opening up in florida whether it's in california with with uh, uh mandates of of, uh, of of vaccines that you and i again know aren't vaccines anyway of medical procedures yeah. that are being called vaccines against yeah. you know, uh, uh, against uh, a product um description act right to be to yeah. begin with yeah, but like exactly. these people are the coal face of our fight as far as i'm concerned you know they're the last uh, vestige of any potential liberty going on because like, like look at the how quickly the eu's just jumped on the vaccine passport thing just because like like proto-fascist greece and probably fascist spain spain who just put a rap artist in prison for saying something against a king in 2021 <laughs> this week is like colluding with a vaccine passport to like to 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 uh, to strong arm and browbeat people into a medical procedure that they don't want so they can get some winter sun. Are you kidding me that that's happening? That's what's actually you know w- what we're facing right now. So to me, the battle is like people who are in our situation but are like uh, in a in a block that has defense to it. And that's all I try and like uh, uh, affiliate with you for Billy and like-minded people in the UK is just, we need that block. We need, we need a power in our numbers. We at least need to know that we exist so that, you know, so that we can call each other if we're being encroached upon as it were, as we are. Yep. Well, I'm doing a live stream and I'm getting, you know, there's people coming back and it's good to see you get familiar faces and they make connections. So sorry for last time. Sorry, <laughs> I was, I was, that's you know, as you get older, Billy, you're just like, uh, oh, we've met before. I'm sorry, <laughs> I apologize for the first time. Oh, I was okay, I was all right. <laughs> what a pleasure, Billy. Uh, we're going to wind up. Um, is there anything you want to finish by saying? Any messages of 
Doom and Gloom. <laughs> more, more Doom and Gloom. No, uh, no, just like uh, you know, no out there in the in the deepest darkest moments of your of your philosophical life that somebody somebody concurs with you. You're not alone. You're not. That's alone. what Bill Hicks used to say back in the day. You know, you're not alone. These fuckers are wrong, not you. And nice. people lost that sense of just right and wrong, and you know, using your own brain. Saying, no, this isn't right. You've just lost the capability of thinking for themselves and put the blind trust in the government and it's time oh, to fucking end that, you know? <laughs> totally, totally. We have to lose that, Billy, because it's just like railroading lives. But I guess the first thing is getting off of like mainstream television, you know? If you're thinking sure. of it, you know, you don't have to watch us parrot away, but but like you can, it's an alternative. Yeah. And if mm. you don't, you know, watch us or have to be in front of a TV, just go to the park. Go, yeah. go get a regular schedule of walking. <laughs> Talk to a stranger. You know, it's such a breakthrough thing to uh, to push Brits to do. I always do it with young comics, Billy. You know, if they ever, God forbid, make the, the horrible error of judgment to ask me for, for comedic advice. I'm just like, tell your jokes to every and all. All of them. Talk, you know, yep. sit at the front of the bus, bother the driver, talk to a stranger at the bus stop before you get on. Tell tell your joke to a hundred people before you even get near an audience. So yeah. you you know you know you know how it works. You know how people react to it, and they've already laughed at it. You've got that confidence. They don't know you're a comedian. You're just a weirdo talking in the park, <laughs> and uh, you know it's uh, and it also works for social cohesion. I, I think there's a lot more. You and I both know again that I, I'm sure you do. Actually, I don't know of this one, but I hope you do. I hope it's happened for you too. That I'm always shocked, amazed, and pleased of the number of randoms who definitely concur with what we're speaking of. These same topics, you know, where you just meet people surreptitiously or people that you've known for longer but haven't had a deeper conversation with. You know, in my instance, a guy who's regularly fixed my car, you know, just like the fifth time that I've spent hours on end in his lounge area, you know, we right. finally get chatting and it's just like, right. oh, wow, like, a, you know, right. an ally. Right. like on board, you know, and it and it happens even in my own family. So I hope it's happening for people out there as well. Just like, you know, people within your own family that maybe have been on the fringes as a cousin or, a, you know, down the road, uh, one removed this and that. But people who you just like have a different conversation with because of the pressure cooker that we're all living in now that just like convey to you a story that, um, you know, that... Oh, yeah that concurs with your own. So they're you out said there. How, out you, there. Said the, you said how hard that is these days. My sister actually came to my house the other day. She's struggling with working in mm. quite a pressurized job, but from house for 11 months, you know? Yeah. But I think yeah, of because of that, I says, you know, well, Help, she says it's a friend. tough world. I'm saying that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. She's beginning to come around a little bit, you know, and she's not taking the vaccine, not wearing a mask in the wow. shops and that kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, but, we have to, we got to get all, these are our little Swedens, aren't they, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just little, we got to, we got to celebrate the tiny victories, of course. And uh, yeah, and, and I, I've really enjoyed um, paying attention since our first conversation, what you're up to, and I'll continue doing the same. And thanks, well, thanks. thanks for having me back on. I'm very flattered and appreciate it. It was a pleasure to have you and your effervescent energy 
um, come on the show. So you're welcome back any time, like ah, I said the last time. Thanks. Let's not make it to the, the same length of time. Let's get you back on sooner. So Too awesome. I would love to. I love speaking to you, and I look forward to that already. And thanks to anybody uh, who's been watching us. And, and as Billy said, if they've come back from the previous conversation, thanks very much. <laughs> I, I can't help but be flattered. I, there's that bit of me always that, you know, I have a huge arrogance, obviously, through my performing. But I am sincerely moved if people enjoy it. And, and, uh, and, and thanks. Yep, well, I signed up for Iconic just to watch your show, and I'm enjoying that. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. And also, I'm quite enjoying the rest of Iconic, so I'm just saying to people, you can sign up to Iconic for a week's free trial. Yeah. You can watch all of Craig's stuff if you're interested. Yeah. Is what 12 yeah. episodes you've done now? If you survive, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I quite like the last, particularly like Sean Locke, first one. Was it Sean Locke? No, it's Sean, the other guy, the Colin. Canadian. Sean Collins. Collins. Yes. And yeah, also yeah. like the, the guy talking about the oil, his story, as you said. About oh, the Alan, character. yes, Alan yeah. Park, self-medicating Alan Park. Yeah, it's just crazy been. how the hospital says we can't fucking give you chemo, you're going to die, bye-bye. And he made the point that they made marijuana legal instead of decriminalising it. So yeah. when you legalise it, we control it so he can't get his own and fucking cure himself. Totally. It's outrageous. All that, all that it did was like increase the risk of incarceration, really, right. if you practice right. the law. It didn't help in any way. You know, yeah. just uh, just hideous. Yeah, we that was a that was a massive public awakening. It was it was unspoken of Billy, but it was yeah. like pan Canadian. Anybody that was watching or had a tiny bit right. of a clue of the legalization process, right at the end, Billy, it was just like as we were like stepping towards you know whatever it was the the the. August, July, it was a specific date, it might have been like July or June 17th, it was like the one everybody knew what the finish line was, but like on the 16th of June, Billy, when we were in the air, we are just like no! We want it decriminalized! And then just cried in a pool of our own piss realizing yep. the horror that we'd enacted upon ourselves. Horrible. Horrible. Yep. Pleasure. And, and on that cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah, be, be safe and well. Keep yourself well. Thanks very much, folks, Thank for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. And thanks again, Craig. Cheers, right. Cheers bye bye. bye.